0: Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week, where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey there, Wellness and Wanderlust fans. No matter where you're listening from or how you found the show, I am so grateful to have you here on this journey with us. I feel so blessed to connect with listeners each and every week and talk to so many incredible guests from all walks of life. For this week's episode, I had the opportunity to chat with Caroline Badoff a sound and energy healer, and a life coach based in Malibu, and it was truly a magical conversation. I'm so excited for you all to get to hear it today. Caroline and I first connected through a full moon ceremony that she co-hosted with Amy Greenfield, who is our guest on episode six of the podcast, and so if you haven't heard that episode, I highly encourage you to tune in after you listen to this one. I was so excited to have Caroline join me on the show to talk about all things sound healing, meditation, and energy healing. Energy healing is something that I have looked into but haven't really experienced in the past other than a few courses on Reiki healing here and there. Sound healing is something that I have really, really enjoyed and we've gotten a lot of questions about that through the Wellness and Wanderlust Instagram channels in the past. And so, in this episode, we talk about that intersection between wellness and spirituality and why those two really do go hand in hand. We also talk about the power of sound as a healing modality and how meditation can help us in so many areas of our lives and just some practical ways to incorporate meditation into our lives. At the end of this episode, we have a really special treat for everyone. Caroline is going to lead us through a five minute guided sound bath meditation which is the perfect way to raise your vibration and connect to yourself in a new way. If you're driving while listening to this episode, you may need to pull over at that time or pause the episode until you've reached a safe destination to experience a meditative state. So many of you have had questions about sound healing in the past, so I'm really excited to share this week's conversation with you. Without further ado, let's dive in. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us at Wellness and Wanderlust. Yeah,
1: thanks so much for having me. So excited to be on.
0: I'm excited to have you. Why don't you tell our listeners a little about yourself and about your wellness journey?
1: Sure. So I am a sound healer, meditation teacher, health and life coach, and Reiki master based in beautiful Malibu, California. Truly a dream come true for me. And I would have to say that my wellness journey actually started in Malibu. Back in 2013, my mom and I went on this week-long hiking program that's based in Malibu, which at first glance sounds really fun, but we like to call it vegan boot camp because you eat like 1,200 calories of vegan food and hike for four hours a day and also do a bunch of... Classes in the afternoon for strength, and it's tough and exhausting, and you end up falling asleep by like 7 p.m. each night. But I grew up in an environment where health and wellness weren't really significant at all. And, you know, I think a lot of our generation kind of grew up in the homes where there was you know, some sugary cereal and lots of processed snacks and stuff. So that was the world that I grew up in. And we went on this program and I remember just feeling so good after a week of just eating super clean and nutritious vegan food. And I actually had no idea at the time that I was super lactose intolerant. I just thought it was normal to feel terrible after eating (laughs) all the time. And I did consume a lot of dairy too. So I was regularly just not feeling good, but I made the decision after we ended that trip to kind of stick with that vegan, but more so plant-based diet of Um, I had eggs from time to time, but mostly vegan. And I felt really great doing that for a really long time. And it definitely inspired and sparked my wellness journey. And going even further, it actually took me along my journey again when that diet kind of stopped working for me. I, years and years later, started to notice a lot of brain fog, a lot of I mean, not feeling sustained or nourished fully by what I was eating. And over time, I had really developed this almost sense of pride in being vegan because I was, you know, doing good for the environment and, you know, good for animals. And I actually started to crave meat like two years ago out of nowhere. And I just kind of let myself notice those cravings for a little while, even though I was still just feeling really not malnourished, but kind of just depleted and exhausted. And then finally decided that since my body was having these cravings and they weren't going away, that I needed to kind of start eating meat again. And not that I eat it so often, but it's so interesting to reflect and see that my wellness journey and what really sparked my passion for health and wellness was eating this plant-based diet, but also coming to hike in Malibu and spending more time outdoors. And then I kind of hit a wall in my wellness journey and, you know, broke through that wall when I realized that that, plant-based lifestyle was no longer working for me. And there's a lot of people that have experienced the same. And I'm actually pretty sure Miley Cyrus even talked about this on Joe Rogan's podcast, that she was vegan for a long time and is really passionate about animals, but that her body also was just not having it after a while. So that's kind of what sparked my journey and made me also realize that we can't just follow one lifestyle forever and think that it works for us. And in the health coaching certification that I did, they focus on the concept of bio-individuality, which is essentially that we are all individuals with our own specific makeup and what's healthy and good for me might not be healthy and good for you. And what might be healthy and good for me in this moment might not be next week or next month or next year. And so exploring health and wellness from the perspective of Things are always changing and yeah, things are always changing and it's okay to make shifts and it's important to make those shifts.
0: I'm so glad you talked about bio-individuality there. And I don't know about you. I found sometimes with the way I was eating, it was almost an identity for me. I was someone who had a lot of food allergies growing up. So I ended up growing up really picky because I wasn't sure what was going to cause me to break out. Um, I think I'm secretly also like a super taster as well, but I found in college or right after college, I had started doing the whole 30 and paleo. I felt really great doing that. And then over time I found why well, I actually needed to have a little bit of grains and I felt a little bit better. And then I was eating almost plant-based for a while. And now I'm kind of living in a little bit of a combination. And I know that even my functional medicine doctor has said a lot of, especially women, do well, you know, kind of switching between a few different modalities because we do change. So I think that's so important that you mentioned that. I don't think there's one way that, that really works for everybody.
1: Yeah. And even as you just said, especially as women, like our bodies are constantly changing throughout the month. And, you know, there's certain periods of the month where we might want, chocolate more than others, but Mm -hmm. also just recognizing that we need to be mindful of how we're nourishing ourselves, understanding that we are always changing. Absolutely. Now, you talked about food and that side of
0: wellness, but I know that you're also involved in the more spiritual side as well. How did you end up becoming a Reiki master, crystal healer, energy healer, and um, how did you
1: get into all of that? Yeah, sure. So it's funny. When I get asked that question, I almost laugh because when I reflect on how I got here, it still almost feels unimaginable. So I went to the University of Pennsylvania and I studied film and media and interned at award winning, Academy Award winning documentary production companies and, you know, just Everything I did was to pursue this one goal of wanting to work in entertainment business. And I graduated from college and moved out here and was interviewing at all the talent agencies. And every single time I went into one of those buildings, I just felt every part of my whole being, my body, my spirit, like I did not feel like I belonged in those places. But at the same time, it was a dream that I'd been pursuing for a long time. And so... I got to this point where I was really struggling with this doesn't feel like what I want to do anymore. I'm not the same person. I've grown and changed a lot and my interests are different than when I initially decided that I was going to pursue this goal, which is when I was in high school. And so recognizing that I did change a lot during that period of time and that I had to let this dream go, which was really, really difficult because I didn't know what was going to fill that space in between. And I had put so much energy and effort into this goal and this dream. But I also recognized that it wasn't necessarily from a place of inner peace and calm. It was like, One of those things where I was distracting myself by doing good and by being productive and accomplishing and achieving, but... I wasn't doing so from a place of really being grounded within myself. And so I kind of struggled to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I ended up in a job in Venice right off of Abbott Kinney, which is this really fun, kind of touristy, but um, shopping street in Venice. And there is this little adaptogenic mushroom tea and coffee place called Four Sigmatic, right off of Abbott Kinney. And I used to go there every day during my lunch break and hang out with the guy who was managing the little shop at the time. And one of the days that I was there, I actually ended up meeting my now mentor and teacher who's a sound healer and at the time she invited me to one of her sound baths at one of the local meditation studios in the area and I went and kind of instantly fell in love with it because I had tried to meditate a little bit here and there on my own before and had really struggled with it but I just found that the sound baths made it so much easier to really drop into a meditation because the bowls create these vibrations that are first of all really peaceful, but also help to entrain, which means to bring into the same vibration as those bowls. So, helping to entrain the body, mind, and spirit into those more positive frequencies. So, I kind of fell in love with sound baths by meeting her, and she, Susie Scheiflin, is her name. She's incredible, and her Instagram is the Copper Vessel and I highly recommend any of your listeners to go check her out. She is just such a special, beautiful person with so much light and goodness to share. And she's also a Reiki master. And so i would kind of gotten interested in Reiki through her and through another crazy synchronistic event. I had a friend visiting me and she kind of forced me to go out on her last night and I don't love to go out at all. And then... At the very end of the evening, ended up meeting someone who just finished a Reiki master training and was said that they would do a free session for me, which was is pretty traditional and customary when you finish a Reiki training. So I got to really experience it firsthand through both of them and then did sign decided to sign up for a Reiki training. And so I did Reiki level one and two training a few years ago and really just used it to practice on myself, my friends, family, also pets. And at the same time, started collecting a bunch of crystals that really seemed to just come to me out of nowhere. Definitely the first crystal that ever I ever got or really spoke to me was this sodalite skull that I actually ended up finding in the Parking lot of a Grateful Dead concert, people set up. This is so so silly and crazy, but people set up little stands and shops to sell different things. And from across the parking lot, I saw this skull and just went right to it and just had this really deep experience the second that I picked it up. And then more and more crystals started to find me from there. So I was in this job in Venice and there's a bunch of crystal shops in the area and I did my Reiki training and it all just kind of started to come together for me. And I ended up in a different job that I ended up getting laid off from last January, right before COVID really hit. And it's funny because I had been working in marketing for a cannabis and CBD wellness company, but specializing in events and, all the events got canceled. And it felt just like the most beautiful synchronicity for me that I got laid off in January as opposed to in March and then got shut down at home because I had some time to really think about, well, where am I headed? What do I want? And it was so obvious to me that I had been headed down a very different path than the corporate one for a really long time. And I just decided that it was time and that I didn't want to spend more time and energy going back to do a nine-to-five job that didn't feel like me, that didn't excite me, that wouldn't have felt good to be a part of, and also recognizing that there's a common theme amongst people that end up in these spiritual career paths. And it's not 100% across the board, but I've just noticed that a lot of people experience like doing traditional corporate and then their life ends up blowing up in a million different ways as to really be the universe suggesting that it's time to make a change, whether it be people's health or circumstances in the specific job. But I kind of just realized like, I don't want to wait till I get to the point where like I really can't anymore I just want to go for it and so I decided to take this path and did my meditation teacher training and got my sound bowls and started sharing this healing right around the time that we were all getting locked into our homes and facing this completely new and other life experience that nobody was prepared for I love that
0: and I think the timing I think there's something so divine about timing and the way things do happen. I had um you know opportunities that didn't work out in my favor just before the pandemic and I am so grateful for that. And I would imagine too learning all of these modalities and really training and getting ready to start this new venture had to help you personally through, you know, really difficult year that i think you know none of us could have predicted too
1: yeah definitely i mean so i forget the exact dates and you know we don't need to honor them but at least in la i think the lockdowns really started like second third week of march like march 16 17 18 like around then and I got my sound bowls last year on March 9th. So I really, I got these bowls and then got locked at home with them. And it was such a powerful and healing experience to be stuck at home in this crazy circumstance, but to have these these bowls with me that I didn't really know how to use at all, but just had the experience of getting to teach myself and to really feel through the different sounds as so much was happening externally in the world. I think that I mean that's
0: incredible. Now, a lot of our listeners some have experience with sound healing, some don't. I've done polls in the past and it's been pretty evenly split. Can you explain to our listeners what sound healing is, what the bowls do and really why someone would would do a sound bath?
1: Yeah. Well, First I will say that so sound baths are a form of sound healing but they're not the only form of sound healing and there are different kinds of sound bowls so I have crystal alchemy sound bowls which are made of 99.9% quartz crystal and the other 0.1% they're all infused with different semi-precious stones, minerals, and earth elements. So I have bowls that are infused with emerald, with citrine, with dead sea salt, with charcoal. But sound healing could also be gongs or drums or tuning forks or chimes or even your own voice. But the bowls are especially powerful because when they're played, they make very peaceful sounds that actually vibrate at frequencies that exist within our bodies and help to bring our bodies back into a state of homeostasis. And I love to share this when I do sound baths. Unlike our eyes, which we can close, we can't actually close our ears. And so we we don't have a way to stop the sound from entering the body. I mean, you, you know, you can put your hands over your ears or Noise canceling headphones, but we really can't stop ourselves from hearing sound. And the sounds and the vibrations enter the body in very deep ways. And they work on the level of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And something else that's really powerful about them is, you know, for those people that maybe meditate from time to time, but kind of struggle with it. I think it's a really easier entry point to someone that's interested in meditation because you don't have to sit up with the rigid spine and you don't need to just focus on your breath. The sounds that the bulls make really give you something to anchor your awareness to that beginner meditators might struggle with if they're just trying to focus on their breath. And someone even recently reached out wanting to learn more about meditation than they were sharing that like they just struggle to breathe so much when they meditate and it's I mean it's really about you know the thought processes around the I can't breathe and not Ooh. actually being able to breathe but I think the bowls just make it a lot easier because all you have to do is lie down and relax and receive as opposed to you know sitting up and staying connected to your breath not that You aren't connected to your breath in a sound bath, but there's just a few additional points of awareness that you can be present with in a sound bath other than just me breathing and sitting in this uncomfortable position.
0: I think that's so true because I think for me, as someone who is somewhat new to meditation, I've gone in waves with it over the course of my life. And more recently, I've been trying to make it a practice over probably the last 6 months but i have found it's very easy to let your mind really wander and i've found sound healing to be so grounding to have you know something in particular to really focus on and it really you're right it really does anchor your awareness and help with that breathing i have absolutely loved it for that reason and i've had such a unique experience with it Compared, and i still love other forms of meditation But I find it to be such a different experience when I have done a sound bath.
1: Yeah, for sure. So
0: as far as sound bath meditation, you know, how can sound healing in general promote our overall wellness? And what are just some of the benefits?
1: Yeah, sure. So something else I was just going to share, too, is that the frequencies that the bowls vibrate at help us to not just make meditation easier, but to really facilitate us to go into much deeper states of meditation. So the bowls help us to enter the theta brainwave state, which is where we are when we're dreaming. And it's this very ethereal in-between state where you feel like you're not fully awake and you're not fully asleep. And a lot of people experience this pretty easily when they do sound baths that it's like this almost out of body experience that is so deeply rejuvenating but in addition sound baths can help reduce anxiety promote better sleep less stress the list could really go on and on and on but to add to that taking us deeper spiritually as well releasing any low energy. So if you have been feeling more tired, it can also be energizing and helps us to really calm the mind and body, but also helps with focus and clarity, creates a boost in your mood. There are so many different benefits to it. Um, And also, on top of all that, just really supporting a consistent meditation practice and Facilitating deeper states of meditation.
0: You know, I think just talking about better sleep and, you know, managing stress, I think that's something that everybody can use no matter how good your routine is, as far as maybe sleep hygiene goes. I think that is something that we could all use a little bit more of. So I love that. And I know that, you know, you talked about those brain waves and the theta brain waves a little bit, that dreamlike state that we're in when we do a sound bath meditation. And I've noticed as I've kind of delved into wellness, I'm sure you did as well in your journey, that there is so much overlap between that wellness and that spirituality. Can you talk to us a little bit about that intersection? I I love talking to people about
1: this. Yeah, I love this question so much. And it's such an interesting one that I am surprised I feel like doesn't necessarily get talked about as much as I would think it would. But I mean, for me and for so many others, I see these two things as completely linked and not separable at all. And so I think for me and at least my wellness and spiritual journey, I mean, it was really this time when my plant-based diet stopped working for me that it was like, you know, I was not feeling as well as i had been and just it made me start asking these much deeper questions that it wasn't just like oh i can't eat chickpeas anymore it was like well why is this no longer working for me like what will work for me and it just sent me on this much deeper journey to understand my body to understand my purpose and yeah, to really just connect more deeply within and just to really start activating my intuition to be able to ask myself the questions. You know, there was a period of time when I was starting to struggle with the plant-based diet I was eating not really supporting me anymore that I just kept looking for all the answers outside of myself. And it really was the reminder that, you know, no one else can tell me what foods are gonna support my body right now. Like, this is a journey that involves me actively exploring and going outside my comfort zone and trying new things to see what works for me. Because, as we just discussed with bioindividuality, what another health coach or you know, health and wellness expert might share might not work for me, and so. It was this journey to feel well again, but I kind of knew at the same time that these struggles with my health and wellness were much more so related to deeper spiritual things that I had yet to even come close to uncovering. And the journey has taken me to very deep spiritual depths that I never thought I was going to go down.
0: You know, I think that's such a good point, too, that I think our spirituality, you know, we we don't always think about it in terms of health and fitness and all of that, but I think it really helps us be more intuitive and be more in tune with ourselves and what our bodies are telling us. I know that I was taking a course with Gabby Bernstein about, you know, I'm still a little newer in my journey myself, but about food and, you know, the relationships we have with food and our bodies and even addiction and how a lot of times, you know, some of the food choices we make or some of the restriction we make is really, you know, it has more to do with shutting off our inner guidance systems. And that was such a game changer for me to learn that. And I realized how accurate that was for me personally. And I found That when I am meditating and when I am spending more time really getting in tune with myself, I make much better decisions around my health and I intuitively just feel a lot better.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it really does begin with cultivating this daily practice of clearing your mind with meditation, which, you know, I always share for people that like don't really get, okay, what's the point of meditating? It's like you don't meditate for the either 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes, however long you're meditating for a day. You don't meditate for that period of time. You meditate because what happens in the rest of your life is increased awareness, increased presence, better decisions because you're more aware, because you're more present, Uh because you're more conscious. And so it's really like all of these choices – they build on one one another and yeah
0: and it's so funny too i talk to a lot of you know really successful people in all different walks of life on this show and so many of them they either consciously are making time to meditate many of them or a lot of their practices are So similar to what meditation does to us, as far as you know, self talk and the time that they're taking to really be intentional about all of that. And I've been so, and that's kind of what had inspired me to kind of get back into it because you know, you're seeing that you're right, people are able to make better decisions throughout their day. You could do a 10 minute meditation and it really sets the pace for how your whole day goes. And even I think farther from there, so I think that yeah, it plays such a huge role outside of those 10 minutes, 30 minutes, hour, however long you choose to practice.
1: Yeah, it is much deeper than that. And the benefits, I mean, when you practice daily and you practice consistently and then, you know, maybe you forget for a day or you don't practice for a day or two, you know, you really do notice how much less aware and less present and less conscious you are as a result.
0: Absolutely. Now switching gears a little bit. So we've talked about sound healing, and I think that that's something that our listeners are going to really enjoy. We have a treat for you later on in this episode, but you also mentioned energy healing and that you are a Reiki master. For those who don't know what Reiki is, why don't you share a little bit about that and why someone might choose to undergo Reiki?
1: Sure. So Reiki is a Japanese healing art form that really came about in the early 1900s. And the practice is essentially using your hands, at least if you're in person, to either touch or have your hands somewhat near the individual to connect to their energy field and be able to Move energy, bring in energy, get energy flowing. And Reiki is really connected to our chakras, which are the seven energy centers of our body. And so when you practice Reiki, what you're doing is you're really working with those different seven energy centers and you're tuning into each of them and seeing if maybe there needs more balance or there needs more energy. And so through the practice, you're Really connecting into somebody's energy field. And the practice of Reiki can take place in person, but it's also possible to do Reiki from a distance and to connect to somebody's energy field from afar. And I, when I first did my training and was just learning Reiki, I kind of thought, that's crazy. Like you could never be able to, or I could never be able to. Connect to someone's energy that was on the other side of the country or the world from me. But the more you practice, the more you really connect into the world of energy and be able to really feel others' energy, even if they're on the other side of the world from you. I
0: think that's so incredible. Now, how does Reiki help us heal? What are some of the things that someone might go to a Reiki healer for?
1: Yeah, so every Reiki healer is a little bit different. I actually have been doing a lot of distant Reiki sessions recently, which have been so incredible. And I love my sound bowls so much and because they're so beautiful and special, I feel like most of the time when people come to me for my offerings, it's mostly based around sound baths. But recently I've been doing a lot of distant Reiki sessions that have been really, really incredible. And how they work is I will connect into their energy field and feel into their chakras and, you know, see what's coming up for them. And we also chat for a few minutes before I start to see if there's anything particular they want to share with me. And I get a lot of intuitive messages based on each chakra to share. So I will write down some messages that I will share with them afterwards. And um, what I've been finding in my sessions is that whatever I'm writing down, although it might not make sense for me as I'm writing it down, I'm I'm truly receiving messages that they're not for me, they're for the person that I'm working with and doing healing for. So for an example for someone in particular they told me that they were hoping to heal a physical ailment that they had been dealing with for a while. And what came through for me was to tell them to cut out sugar. And as a health coach, I don't necessarily say, don't eat this, don't eat that. Um, That's not my style. But that was just a message that came through for that individual. And as soon as I shared it with them, they had shared that that was something that they'd been thinking about for a while and something that they knew was pretty important for them to be able to heal this physical ailment. Somebody else, I wrote down that I felt like this humming vibration in their throat. And then they actually shared with me afterwards that they had been humming during it. So Reiki can be an opportunity to get messages and guidance um, for whatever you're going through in your life but it also really helps to release a lot of the energy that builds up in you know our physical mental emotional and spiritual bodies and especially over the last year you know not all of us none of us i would say have perfect energy programs and structures in place in our lives to deal with every little last bit of stress that comes to us. And so we store this in our energy fields. We store this in our physical bodies. And, you know, for the people that struggle in a yoga practice to do those hip opening or shoulder opening poses, it's because there's a lot of emotions stored in those places. And so Reiki can be a time to you know get intuitive guidance and messages, but it also really helps to just cleanse and clear all of our energy, and if someone's energy is a little bit lower, to even really bring in more energy.
0: I was always so amazed at how much our bodies store trauma and store these emotions and this energy. I had had no idea growing up, although you would feel certain emotions in certain parts of the body. I always felt. And I did an EMDR therapy at one point for some traumatic situations. And I was amazed at how much the body stores and you hear stories about people crying in yoga. And I think that's just so incredible how connected everything is and how much you just sometimes need that energy to move through and to be released. I think I'm so amazed by all of that.
1: Yeah. And we really do store this energy. And I also felt the same When I really got consistent with practicing yoga, which was my senior year of college, I started noticing all these things of the past starting to come up out of nowhere. And I realized it was because I was clearing them and opening into these things that hadn't been worked through properly when they actually happened that all of a sudden these deep yoga practices I was doing was really opening back up those spaces that those initial traumas and experiences got stuck in in the first place and so it's like at any point if you you know bend deeply enough into a yoga pose you might just find that thing from your past that maybe you thought was fully healed but maybe not just all of a sudden re-entering your awareness but I also really do view life as a spiral that you know we i think a lot of people judge themselves way too much on their ability to heal and heal instantly whether that be you know the loss of a loved one or a relationship but we all have this mentality that like we need to just like get over it and move on when in reality mm-hmm. life really is this spiral and we come back to different moments in our life from different perspectives and places to be able to Glean new lessons and new awareness from those earlier experiences.
0: I think that's so true. And, you know, we were talking, I'm very, um, you know, I have a lot of earth in my chart. I'm very textbook Virgo and I am the person that's typically tempted to, you know, well, I don't have time for, you know, to feel the things I need to move on to the next thing. And it is so much more productive. You know, you're thinking about productivity. It is so much more productive to feel the thing and to experience it and go through it and release it that way because there's so much that you can really hold on to otherwise.
1: Yeah. And it's it's honestly necessary to do have some kind of practice around the this releasing. Otherwise, we really are holding on to things. And In ways that we don't need to be.
0: Absolutely. Now, you are a coach that offers a variety of services. So, you do the energy healing and you offer sound healing, uh, but you offer a lot more. Why don't you tell us a little bit about
1: that? Yeah. So, I also do health and life coaching, and I'm launching a new six month coaching program. Um, in the coming weeks, which I'm so excited about, which is so much more than coaching. It's really a combination of all of my offerings. It's learning meditation. It's one-on-one sound baths. It's Reiki. It's also a little bit of astrology. Um, It's actually also even a Reiki one and maybe Reiki two attunement. So being able to learn how to practice Reiki on yourself and others And it's also very much focused on how to attract miracles, which is something that has been huge in my life is working with the law of attraction, which essentially is from Louise Hay, the late and great meditation expert. A quote from her that I love is, every thought we think and every word we say creates our reality. And so By Law of Attraction, in this coaching program, I really am teaching people not just how to overcome any health struggles, but how to really consciously be co-creating with the universe and to manifest whatever miracle it is in your life that you wish to see. And, you know, that's not like, I want a billion dollars. It's like, you know, creating the miracles that really are centered in your heart. And you know, if if your heart really said make a billion dollars and that would be one thing, but the the concept of manifesting is more so rooted in manifestations of things that are aligned with our core purpose, which kind of gets lost in today's society where we're told this kind of job or that kind of job, or you need to do this by a certain age or have this accomplishment. And it's kind of just very alternative to that. It's, it's not working on a linear timeline. It's really learning how to create the life that you want to live in each and every moment. And so it's really like a lifestyle transformation. It's called Miracle Reboot. And I'm so excited to share that. And yeah, so I offer that. And I also offer hiking and healing in Malibu. So I do sound baths on the beach and also in my outdoor home sanctuary space. But I also take people out onto the trail. And on the trail, it's not just a hike. It's it's also an experience to be present, to meditate, to connect more deeply with nature. And I offer that. I mean, that might even be like one of my favorite offerings. I love everything that I share. But I, for me, being outside and being in nature, especially in Malibu, has had a profound impact on me and has really, really deeply shifted my path and really deepened the healing experiences that I needed to have and so I think it's really important for people to get outside, to connect in nature, to ground and so I I offer that as well for those that are local to the Southern California area. That is
0: so cool that I feel, you know, like that really takes your journey very full circle because you started Out your wellness journey in nature, and so to kind of continue that and to be able to offer something so special in such a beautiful place, I think that has to be such an amazing and rewarding experience.
1: It is, and on a regular basis, I just give so much gratitude that I get to share these things that I'm so passionate about with others professionally, and that I can sustain myself in doing so. And one other thing I, I will share that I offer is I also do crystal healing and I do that in person and I also add crystal healing to my Reiki sessions um, from time to time if, if someone wants to do so and I do those from a distance as well, which can be really fun I have hundreds of different stones, and so if I am working with someone in person, I will place stones either around them or on them, but if it's from a distance, I will create a grid of crystals for them. So taking a bunch of different stones and placing them in sacred geometric patterns based off of intentions set by those individuals. So I also love that the offerings that I've created look a little bit different than other things that other people share because I've always been a total free spirit and prefer to do things my way. And that's just what feels good for me and what I want to share and offer. So, yeah.
0: I love that. You are you know doing exactly what you're teaching about co-creating with the universe and really making these offerings your own i think it makes it special i think it it makes it something that you know anybody that comes to you any of your coaching clients can really find value in that they may not be able to get anywhere else just you know having that personalized experience so i think that is so incredible and i'm so excited for you starting on some of these new offerings
1: yeah i mean It's kind of a revamp of an offering that I currently have, but excited to be cultivating new sides of things that I feel really resonate with where a lot of people are in their journeys right now, which is also experiencing a lot of burnout from this pandemic. And I also offer virtual sound baths on Sunday nights too for that just because I've noticed that I feel like a year later as the shock is beginning to wear off to a degree that it's almost like we're being hit, not, you know, with more lockdowns necessarily, but like that all of that trauma of the last year and the craziness and the chaos is to me, it feels like really starting to settle in across the board that like, wow, this was the last year that we went through. And in the moment of being in it, all of us trying to just do whatever we could to get through, and now recognizing that we all need to reprocess things and let go of stuff from the last year that we might be holding on to.
0: I'm definitely dealing with that right now myself. Uh, I, well, first of all, anytime I see any of the memes that talk about how, you know, it shouldn't be March right now because it was just March. 2020 you know there's so much that I feel that I'm still healing from from the last year even though I'm an introvert and in some ways I I benefited from being at home there were a lot of lessons I did take away from the last year it was certainly a struggle and I did a survey on my Instagram just asking people about the burnout they're facing and I think it was 100% are facing you know massive burnout right now and so I think, you know, I will definitely need to, um, you know, do some of your Sunday sound bath. I've, I've personally found your sound healing to be very, um, you know, restorative for me. And I think that I think listeners will find a benefit to that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And would love to share with you and anyone in your audience that feels like they could use some release of that burnout because it really is such a universal experience right now. And you know, none of us are alone in the stress and the confusion and the craziness that we've all kind of went through over the last year. And it's never too late to, to do the healing even after the fact.
0: Absolutely. Now, I'd love to dive into some of our rapid fire questions so our listeners can just get to know you a little bit better.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Awesome. Now what is your top wellness tip?
1: Wake up and meditate.
0: Love that. Where is your favorite travel destination?
1: It's an even split between Capri in Italy. I'm smiling so big. And (laughs) St. Bart's in the Caribbean.
0: That's lovely. I need to go to St. Bart's I had such an amazing time in Capri. I only spent about a day there, but just taking the ferry ride over there, it was so magical. The weather was beautiful. I had a big smile on my face as well
1: when you said that. Yeah. And both of those places are kind of similar that they're like very mountainous islands. Yeah. You're so right.
0: So if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why?
1: I think I would be a horse to me, there's just something, I mean, they're strong and, but they're also so graceful. And there's something that I've always resonated with really deeply about horses that like, it's this grace, but there's also this sense of wildness and freedom about them that I've always really connected with. And they're just such beautiful animals too. They really are. And they're healers themselves. Yes, they're definitely healers. My landlord has three horses that she works with as equine therapy horses. So on a day-to-day basis, I I get to spend some time with very healing horses.
0: That is so nice. And what is your number one favorite show to binge?
1: I am – it's funny. I mean, I I shared that I previously – Wanted to work in film and entertainment, but I really don't binge watch anything anymore. And I kind of don't love that term because it's like unhealthy consumption, whether it be oh. food or TV or whatever it is. Um, but back in the day, I would have said Breaking Bad, <laughs> which is definitely would not be the answer now. But I I will say that the Goop series that was on Netflix, I watched at a pretty fast pace. (laughs) I still need to watch that, but I I love
0: the Goop podcast, and I think they had some similar guests on the podcast to what was on the show, and it has been on my list for a while. I do love Breaking Bad. I get a little stressed out watching it, but
1: that was a great show. Very stressed out watching it. I mean, I could... (laughs) I could write essays on, you know, the story arc and the character development, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I feel like I'm in a meth den when I watch it, which is not how any of us ever really needs to feel. No, you're so right. So my other, my last question would
0: be, what is your favorite social distancing activity?
1: Hiking. (laughs) Yeah, that was my favorite activity period before social distancing.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And you're in a beautiful place to do that, too. Yeah, I'm very blessed to be in Malibu. Absolutely. So we have a really special experience for listeners. So if you're if you're driving right now, you may want to pull over if you're operating heavy machinery or any of that, or you may want to pause the podcast until you are somewhere safe to get into a meditative state, but Caroline is going to walk us through a sound bath meditation.
1: If you want to find a comfortable place of stillness, lie down and begin to connect to your breath, taking a deep breath in through your nose and then sighing out audibly through your mouth. Really beginning to let go of any stress or any tension from your day. Taking another long, slow, deep inhale in through your nose and then sighing out again through your mouth. And taking one last long, slow, deep inhale in, feeling your chest expand and your belly expand and holding your breath for just a moment at the top. Holding and then giving your fists a squeeze, squeezing your fists as tightly as you can and sipping in a little bit more air and then sighing out and letting go. Slowly beginning to come back into your body, wiggling your fingers and your toes, maybe stretching out overhead if that feels supportive for you, and whenever you're ready, you can slowly begin to sit up and open your eyes and welcome back. Thank you so
0: much. I think that was collectively so needed and I know I'm going to be going back to this recording and definitely going through that meditation again in the future but can you let our listeners know where they can find you and connect with you for more experiences like this
1: yeah sure so everyone can find me on instagram at crystallize calm crystallize with two l's and on my website crystallize and of course. That was a mini, mini sound bath. Normally, they're a bit longer. So if you enjoyed that experience and want to dive in more deeply, I also, as I mentioned before, offer Sunday night sound baths really specifically to help us all release this pandemic burnout that we're all dealing with in our own ways in our own times. Well, I know I'm definitely going to need that and I will certainly be seeing you
0: on Sundays. Caroline, thank you again so much for joining us and for sharing your time and energy with us today.
1: You're so welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was so great chatting with you and yeah, have a beautiful rest of your day.
0: I know I said this at the top of the episode, but wow, what a magical conversation I don't know about you, but whenever I've done a sound bath meditation, I've really felt like I'm experiencing a completely new level of consciousness. I know I'm going to be coming back to this meditation in the future, so if today's sound bath resonated with you, feel free to come back to this episode, listen to the meditation as many times as you need. I really enjoyed learning about Caroline's wellness journey and learning about how she was first drawn to the spiritual side of life. I am always so amazed by the way that our bodies store energy and emotion. So energy healing has definitely been something that has interested me in the past, even though I haven't really explored it, but I'm really excited to get to learn more about Reiki in the future. I think that this was the push I needed to go back to the Reiki class that I had started online earlier in the pandemic. Now, as Caroline mentioned in this episode, in addition to her coaching practice, and she has many exciting offerings through that practice... I highly suggest her Sunday night sound bath meditations that are meant to help alleviate pandemic burnout and stress. I know I've attended one most recently this weekend and they really will put you in that higher state of vibration. And so I highly, highly encourage you to check it out. I have linked all of Caroline's information in the show notes that you can connect with her and keep up with her latest offerings. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, once again, I would love it if you share it on Instagram. Tag me at Wellness and Wanderlust blog. Share it with a friend. Tag a friend you think might enjoy. Feel free to rate and review the show on whatever app you're listening on because it truly does help others to find the show and connect. And of course, if you have a topic you'd like to see or a guest you'd like us to have on, shoot me an email at Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep up with new episodes. And thank you again for being a part of this journey with us. I look forward to seeing you next week.